Welcome to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. I'm your host, Terry Glenn Harris, author, speaker, coach. This podcast was designed to build up and never tear down. So without further ado, let's build. We are back with another episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. And this episode is going to be a little bit different because this episode is the start of a series that I'm doing entitled Just Do It Now. And in this series, I'm going to be talking to a couple of influential individuals. I'm going to be talking to a couple of people who you may know. And if you don't know them, then you might want to get to know them because they are doing some incredible things in the city that they live in. They're doing some incredible things in their community and they're doing some incredible things ultimately in their lives. So that is why I wanted to do this series. Another reason I wanted to do this series is because I want us to get out of the mindset that we have to wait until the new year or we have to wait until the new month or we have to wait until the new day to start something. You don't have to wait to start anything. The only thing you have to do when you get that idea, when you come up with that goal, when you discover what it is you want to do, the only thing you have to do is get started doing that thing. Get started doing that thing right away because the moment you get the idea, that is the best time to start because you have the momentum. And momentum is what drives every single thing forward. Momentum is what drives a vehicle forward. Momentum is how a basketball player goes to the hoop and dunks on other players that might be in his or her way. Momentum is how you win. Momentum is how you achieve. Momentum is how you keep going. Momentum is how you become the victor and not the victim. So I want us all to take that momentum that we have. I want us to use that momentum and I want us to start and I want us to start now. So here is my interview with Matthew King on the Just Do It Now series, part one. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm here with my first guest for this series that I'm doing, Just Do It Now. So it's important that we realize the purpose behind our goals. The purpose behind your goal is not to write it and sit on it, but the purpose of your goal is to write it and then start to move on it. So I'm here with, um, some people may call him a brother, some people may call him a friend. Uh, Two people I've gotten the privilege to know, his parents would call him their son. Some will call him, you know, uncle. Um, If you don't know him, He's somebody you may want to get to know, and I'll let him give you all his information at the end of this uh, episode. But I would like to introduce to all of you, Mr. Matthew King. So Matt is somebody, you're going to hear me call him Matt, Matthew. Well, actually, you're not going to hear me call him Matthew again. Um, I'll just be calling him Matt from here on out. But he is fresh off of his inaugural event called The Give Back. And I was grateful and I was honored to be present at this event as he 
did what they, what it was called. It actually gave back. So welcome, Matt. Thank you. Pre- appreciate you uh, coming and, you know, um, just being a part of this episode. And so you, you're fresh off your inaugural event, fresh off of the give back. Yeah. Where, you know, you had live music, you had giveaway. It was literally an event. Like the event that y'all see on social media, it was literally one of those events. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got one question. I know you had raffles and everything and you raffled off, you know, a, a piece of luggage. I just got one question and then we can move forward. Okay. Did I win the, the raffle? You did not. I did not. Okay. No. no All good. Sure. I'll just wait till the luggage comes out and I'll buy it because it is dope luggage, y'all. Y'all got to see it. Again, when he gives y'all his information, go follow him um, because y'all got to see the great things that he's doing. So I did not win the luggage, so I'm going to have to buy my own. All good. It, it's cool. Um, but why the give back now? Um. Funny story, uh, me and my friend Hakeem, who I did the event with, right. um, we always spoke about doing an event. We spoke about this for literally maybe 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. For maybe our entire friendship. And then um, we were talking one afternoon and I said, we should do an event. Let's let's do something for our brands. Let's let people know what we're doing because mm-hmm. we do a lot of things behind the scenes, but we realized that it would benefit people more if they knew what we were doing. Okay. And so no lo- maybe no more than a week later, my friend called me and said, hey, I booked an event space. Wow. And it was at that point on where it became real. It wasn't no more just a general combo. We just went forward with it. And um, that's how we ended up having the event called The Give Back. That's the so, long, short version of it. Got you. So did he book the event space before you decided to do it or did he you know did y'all say we're going to do it on this date and then they went and booked the event space oh yeah so we actually picked out dates we were just but i mean this is this is typical of us though. Right. we we always shoot dreams out there and um he called me and just said you know we have the date we have the location um i put the down payment on there i wow. had to send him the other half and we just went from there so we worked backwards we set the date um and then we just had to fill in all the gaps after that. Wow. Yeah. So y- y'all y'all had the belief, y'all knew that it would be, and you just went out and y'all did it now. Y'all made it happen. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not even I'm not even going to front. I did not know what the turnout would be. This was the first time taking a chance on myself. Okay. Anytime that I've done an event before, I had the backing of the school district, my mm. schools, the church, the community. Okay. But this time it was just my brand, my idea. And um, he had his business as well. And we just took a chance on ourselves and just said, you know, we're going to do this event. If we get back to one person, that's the best. If we get back to more, then that would be um, even better. But it was wow. a scary, scary thing. Yeah, but it, it came out to be incredible. And, but I, I picked up on one thing you said when you were saying if you're able to give back to just one person, mm-hmm. I think people miss out on because they, they try going big is awesome. It, it is great. But I think people miss out because they immediately want the masses and they forget about the one. But right. if you get the one, you will get the masses because the one will go out and they will share it with the one and then they will share it with another one. 
And okay. that's how you bring the masses in. So and and one fundamental thing that I believe in is if I can't properly serve one person, how mm. am I gonna be able to serve multiple people? Wow. And so um I believe in, in building foundations and being prepared for when you ask for more because um sometimes we ask for things but we don't put the work in to be prepared when mm. it actually happens. And something so, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we want yeah. something for nothing. Okay. So you're involved in you know, a number of different things. Um, do you believe that you can consistently give back without being given to? No, I, I, I do not believe that at all. Um, I believe in balance. I believe in um, taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go through periods of constantly trying to give or constantly trying to um, help people, but then I realized that in the back end, I wasn't taking care of myself as well. Right. And so people notice that, you know, I tend to take trips or I do, I have different outlets. I go to a lot of sporting events, concerts, mm-hmm. different things. Um, that's my form of giving back to myself. Gotcha. And I just try to make sure that I have that balance because um, even when they say on the planes, basically, you know, if the plane's going down, the first thing you got to do is put the mask on Absolutely. yourself first. <laughs> And you then you take care of everyone else. Right. And like that's that's a basic uh principle that I try to stand by to make sure that um I don't over exude myself. I, I make sure that um I have the best part of me so that I can continue to help people. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. put your own oxygen mask on first before you suffocate. Right. So okay. Um so you have your your Team King brand, you have your dreams too big brand. Um, you have to give back now mm-hmm. and you have, you know, you work earlier, you mentioned for the school district, um, school district of Philadelphia. So with philanthropy mm-hmm. and education, why do, do those two things mean so much to you? Um, well, education happened by mistake. I, I started off as an intern okay. and um, I was given my first full time job. Uh, with the district. And so I sort of fell into that position. Um, Now with the whole uh, philanthropy, the the whole thing behind that is that was pretty much how I was raised. Okay. Um, Always raised to try to help and support people, even from a, um, from a young age. That was something that was instilled in me by my parents, by my family. um, And by through like the church community, Um, we used to go around and uh, give out food to, you know, the homeless mm-hmm. and we used to do book bag drives on a different scale to help out people. Um to started doing like Thanksgiving drives and all those things before even social media came right. out, you know, about those. Um before so, charity was a popular right a hashtag. And gotcha. and um I have a a cousin, um Larry, Larry Jenkins, and he always talks about being able to give back even if you don't have any monetary um um, anything of monetary value. Right. And so he basically said, um, you can give time, treasure, or talent mm-hmm. and basically just try to give back and help in any type of way, period. And exactly. so I feel like no matter what stage you're at, you're able to do any of those three things and still be able to um, help out and give Got it. that type of feel. Yep. So speaking of childhood, mm-hmm. um, as from a very young age, what was Matt's life like Growing up, oh, and from my point of view, 
my life was, um, to me, it seemed like it was just a good structure. Um, my dad always worked multiple jobs um, because he wanted to make sure that we didn't see any of the struggles. Mm. Um, I was raised in the church. Um, I was extremely active with uh, sports, played sports all year round, okay. nonstop. Um, and I was able to, any dream that I had, I was able to pursue it at a young age. Gotcha. And, um, but even when I was younger, I didn't always, you know, try to push the envelope. Mm-hmm. I just pretty much, whatever I liked at that moment, that's what I went for. Gotcha. And that's how um, my parents pretty much supported whatever I needed in that area. Okay. And um, I mean, so my, my childhood was uh, was um, a great childhood in my perspective. Got it. And, you know, I, I truly enjoyed it and wouldn't change it for the world. Okay. That, that's always good. So... At, from when I was, you know, doing the introduction, I was talking about educator, entrepreneur, philanthropist. But in a recent conversation you and I had, you simply referred to yourself as a servant leader. And in a world where so many people are hung up on titles and believe in the power of a title and things like that, why such a humble title of a servant leader? Um. I typically look at a leader when they're not on stage. Okay. I like to see somebody who, um, I feel like if, if the, the leader should be the one who is the first to pick up the broom mm. and, and sweep up when the event is over. Okay. Or you should be the one willing to um, to serve people. I mean, I think those principles, that's what makes true leadership. You show people what they should do when the camera's off. Yeah. You show them... Um, how they should act or, and, and I just feel like the best leaders are the ones who are willing to be on the ground, hands-on right. and being able to help and provide. Those are the type of leaders that I honor the most. Those are the type of ones. Those are the type of leaders that I look up to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you believe we all have a calling on our lives? Like every single person has that purpose and that calling of what they were sent here to do. I do. I do. I, I I believe everyone has a calling on their lives. Now, I don't believe that everyone taps into it with mm. their lifetimes either. Um, so and that's the that's where that that misconception happened. I feel like any and everybody has a reason to be here, um, both positive and negative. Right. And um but I do I do believe everyone has it, but I don't think everyone gets the opportunity or the you know, a chance to tap into their passion or their, or their purpose. And um, I, I certainly agree with you on that. It, and it's sad because I feel the main reason most people don't tap into their potential or don't tap into their purpose and never get there is because we live in, we live in a social media town. Mm-hmm. And if it's not quote unquote, the cool or the lit thing to do, right. No one's really trying to do it. It's like, oh, I'll lose friends or people won't like me. And it's like, people won't like you if you do, you know, or if people won't like you if you don't tap into that. People don't like you except for the simple fact that you're doing a lot. Right. But those people also, they never reveal themselves. They show up at your events. They double tap on your Instagram photos. They comment under your Facebook posts. So they... They're going to not like you regardless. You, you might not know, but it's like, that's why it's important to 
just be true, honest, and open with yourself so you don't have to worry about who doesn't like you because you'll be so busy being busy that you don't even have time to think about that. And I and I another thing is um when you give people that much space in your mental capacity, mm-hmm. like you, you give them that much ownership over you. Um and it's it's the safe zone to you know to join someone's event. It's the yeah. safe zone to be in the background. But when you put yourself out there, make yourself vulnerable, um, that's when it becomes real. That's exactly. when it, that's when it's um when you when you feel that anxiety and you're thinking like that's when you have to depend on yourself to and really understand. That's when you answer that question. Um, am I good enough for this? Mm. Was I, am I really built for this? Right. Did I prepare enough? You know, it's, it's it's game time. And to a lot of people, they might get stuck at that moment because that moment of truth mm-hmm. is sometimes way more um, powerful than um, than just always dreaming about it. Right. And, and when we always dream about something and trying to uh, accomplish a goal or a vision or something that you dream, dream about your entire life, and then now it's time to realize, like, when that dream is time, when it's time for that dream to become fulfilled, mm-hmm. um, some people just stop right there because it was just a, it was easier to dream. It was like more of a fairy yeah. tale. And then, and then once you finally realize what you've been chasing for your whole life, you can either be really happy right. or you can face like some sort of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And so that moment um, freezes a lot of people. Gotcha. It's like, what are you going to do when it shows up at your doorstep? Right. So, yeah. Are you going to slam the door in his face or are right. you going to open it and welcome that thing in? And I encourage everybody, open the door, welcome that thing in. If it doesn't come to your doorstep, which, you know, I, I don't believe opportunity ever comes knocking. I believe right. you have to go out. And pick it up. Like it, right. it's not, it's it's not Uber. It's not coming to you. Like you got to go out there exactly. and you got to get it. Um, and so with all the great things going on right now, do you feel that you've discovered your purpose or your calling in life? Um, I'm I'm constantly searching for it. Okay. And uh, one thing that I find, one thing that that I believe is my purpose is um, to continue to help and inspire people. Okay. And I'm trying to find ways to continue to do that, to, to build on that platform. But um, I'm, I, I feel like I'm always evolving and trying to learn. So, um, but I would say that um, giving back and, and um, being a resource to people mm. is something that I feel um, internally connected to. Okay. I feel like, um, just helping people find out who their best selves are or helping them to maximize their potential okay. is something that's um, extremely fulfilling to me to see the outcome of those um, interactions. Gotcha. Yeah. So why you know, why you may not feel you have the whole thing mm-hmm. from what you just said, I certainly, it certainly sounds to me <laughs> like you have discovered it um, mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, um, it's something that only you and God would know at this point. That's just a part of your calling. And then, you, like you said, you're ever searching for the next piece of that calling. So what has been your greatest struggle in your selfless work? Um, I think the greatest struggle is when when you're always trying to support and help people um 
it's not always reciprocated. Mm, okay. And um, and I think just finding that balance because I truly enjoy, you know, helping people being there, being able to support. Absolutely. But if um, and wait, and in addition to it not being reciprocated um, personally as well, not being able to be there for everyone as well too, and it's trying to find that balance of okay, when do I cut this off? When do I start? You know, when is it time to take another trip or just go away and mm-hmm. reset? When when should you um, start on like the next project or when finding out when you like gave enough? God, that makes any sense. It's it just does. trying to find, you know, find those that fine balances. Yeah, gotcha. I, I mean, it's always so the the thing about being there for everybody. Mm-hmm. is you can't like that's and I, and I don't like to use the word can't however certain times it calls for it like right. it, it's just about impossible to be there for every single body every single time mm-hmm. but the thing about that is the people who actually matter the people who serve you and then you serve them or vice versa. They serve you serve them and they serve you. They I feel they will understand. Like, oh Matt can't be here for this one. That's all good. He's been here for the last 10. But then you got that person who's like, oh, you're not gonna, you're not coming. It's like, no, nah, I, I I respectfully told you I can't be here for that. And they get an attitude. It's like, okay, well, maybe you're the person who we can be around each other, but Maybe we don't need to be around each other as much because that vibe you just gave off, yeah, that's not that's not becoming. Yeah. And it's like when you can't do things, when you can't show up, when you can't go in your pocket, when you um you, you can't, you know, you don't have that time. Right. That's when people tend to show, oh, okay, so this is who I really am, my name is, and welcome to my life. And then you're like, okay, got you. By all means, be you because I don't want you to be anybody else. Everybody else is taken, but I appreciate you showing me. So I don't think anybody should ever come down on themselves for not being able to do something. If you're out and you know that you show up for people when it's time to show up and then when it's time for them to show up for you, they can't show up. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, Or not even can't. They don't because people do what they want to do. People are like, oh, I don't have time for this, and I don't have time for that. People do it what they want to do. They show up for what they want to show up for. If they show up to nine things and can't make the tenth, I understand that. If you show up for nine things, can't make the tenth. Okay, great. But if you show up for nine things, can't make the tenth, and then I catch your attitude because you can't make the tenth, that's when that's when there's a problem. So I don't think anyone should feel bad or a struggle that. You can't make everything because you can't. Mm-hmm. You you had you have things going on. You show up when you can, and they should be able to appreciate that. Um, if you could, would you change anything about this journey you've been on so far? The only thing I would change is um, starting earlier, starting right away. Okay. Um, being, just just being doing willing to yeah <laughs> yes definitely just doing it now um being willing to make mistakes and um not worrying about 
um, if the if the if the goal or the the vision or the mindset was good enough. Okay. Because I I've had ideas that I've sat on for years, ten years, five years, seven years, and um, some ideas I still have. Okay. And I, and, but it's a it's a matter of now. It's not a matter of being afraid to fail or not willing to take the chance. Now it's just finding the time for it now. Yeah, gotcha. You know, because um, I'm trying to run the brand, mm-hmm. trying to run the nonprofit, mm-hmm. and you work full time, and right. then you still trying to do fundraising. You trying so now it's more or less where the where you going to fit it in. Where does everything fit in? But okay. my, the one thing that I would change is starting earlier. Got it. And just believing that I can do this. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah. St- start starting earlier is always good. I, I think we get to a point where it's like okay. I'm doing it and I, I'm doing it now. So I'm going to keep that momentum going. Right. And then, but then we look back and we're like, yo, I could have been so much further by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had I, like you said, started earlier. However, yeah. I do believe that. And depending on what it is, we start in the time that we're supposed to start. Cause right. it's like, had we started this thing two years ago, yeah. maybe it wouldn't have been, what it is, or maybe it wouldn't have impacted the person or the people right. that it got the chance to impact today. So mm-hmm. while I believe procrastination is real, mm-hmm. um, if you're moving in other things and doing other things, I believe it comes when it's supposed to. Like right. you start doing that thing when you're supposed to start and, doing it. And one one other thing, I used to um, I used to to seek approval before I uh, did anything, uh, and so. That and because I, you know, I, I cherish and I and I hold people's opinions, certain people's mm-hmm. opinions to a, a level. Right. And I would send them um, a message like, hey, what do you think of this? Right. You know, get the feedback. Some people might say, oh, that's great. Other people might say, oh, that's whack. Or right. I don't understand where you're coming from. And then I would, you know, put that idea to the parking lot mm-hmm. for a little bit. And um, it, it wasn't until, for instance, uh, when I decided to do Dreams Too Big to Stay Local. Okay. When I decided to do that, um, I I went through the whole process of trying to come up with the ideas. I had a whole book um, of all of my ideas broken gotcha. down. Um, had this book for years, and, and it was like, I was texting people and saying, hey, what do you think of this? You like this design? You like this? Or, mm-hmm. And so I, I was I was able to get mixed reviews. Got it. But then I... I um, I ended up just going with, I'm just going to do it. Right. And you, you I, went with your idea. I went back to, I said, do I like it? Mm-hmm. Is it something that I stand for? Something that I believe in? Cool. Then I'm going to go with it. Exactly. And then I just built on that. And any people's opinions would help me come up with new colors now mm-hmm. or new designs or things right. like that. But it didn't make the final decision. Right. And so I gave myself permission to do these things instead of waiting for other people to do so. So, so for those of you listening, um, what Matt's talking about, he has a clothing line called Dreams Too Big, um, and he has, you know, he's got hats, and he has one thing I wear every single day. Uh, it's a button, and on the button it says, "Do not disturb my dreams." And it's not because, you know, I sleep. It's because I have dreams that I plan to live out. So, Dreams Too Big. Tell us how you came up with that name dreams too big to stay local okay um so long story it was long story short i'm gonna give you the short version okay um i went 
on um, Etsy.com. Okay. And I was going to buy a shirt that says always on vacation. And um, they tried to charge me like $25 for shipping and handling. Gotcha. And so at Wait, $25 just for shipping? I'm not exaggerating. $25 <laughs> for shipping and handling. Oh, man. And at that point, um, I caught an instant attitude. I said, wait, <laughs> I'm not buying this. Whatever. I'm not doing right. it. I called my brother and I asked him. I said, I'm, I'm making my own shirt. Nobody charged me $25 for shipping and handling ever again. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking to me about what, as far as what he knew um, in that industry of how to make clothes or anything. Gotcha. And so um, I went out to eat and I had my, my book and I was just writing down different ideas. And um, and so I just I wrote um, Dreams Too Big to Stay Local. And I wrote about 20 other ideas. But for some reason, that one stuck out. Mm-hmm. It just it um, it just it was like an evolution. Pretty much. I was I, I had a lot of ideas and I wanted to do different things. And this is when I started traveling a lot okay. and pursuing um, goals outside of the city. And so to me, it was basically telling me, like, take the chains off your dreams now. Got just it. let it just go and go for it and, and build from it. But then I started texting that to people and just and asking them without giving them any context. What does this mean to you? Mm-hmm. And I received so many different um, ideas or interpretations of what it meant to them. Okay. And um, and then going into schools, wearing it to work, I was seeing students who never mm-hmm. left their area in Philadelphia. They right. never left Frankfurt. They never left Alamy. Mm-hmm. They never left South Philly. And to them, it was basically just telling them, "Don't limit yourself. Right. You're you're." You're not too good for your city, but, mm-hmm. but your mindset is bigger than the city. Right. It's bigger than, you know, just keeping it inside of you. And so you constantly tell yourself, you know, dreams too big to stay local. Absolutely. It's not a, it's more or less like a mindset. Okay. Um, and some people look at it like a traveling apparel. Other people look at it, you know, like inspirational. But my main thing is it's the mindset behind it. Right. And if you change your mindset, then no matter where you are, else. it would never look the same to you. Exactly, and and you that's that's something else you've given. Mm-hmm. Like you've given people the opportunity to say, you know what, I am bigger than this. Because I, I do. I, some people will say you should never say you're you're bigger than something or you're too good for something. I totally don't believe that. I believe there are certain things that you are too big for. I believe there are certain things that you are too good for, and when you know that. You, you change everything. Like you said, when you change, you know, the way you think, you change your entire outcome on your life. So I definitely believe that you are too good for certain things. You are bigger than certain situations. And it's like, I need to remove myself from this so that I can, you know, back to purpose, live my purpose. Because sometimes we are, we, we put ourselves in these boxes when we're not meant to live in boxes, kind of like a plant. A plant is not meant to live in a pot. It's meant right. to be in the soil so that it can spread its roots throughout, not just you know in this small little environment or atmosphere that it was put in by a human or by somebody else because right. it is a living organism. Right. So with doing, with being positive, with um creating brands and making sure those brands are successful there's always something 
or somebody, even if it's oneself, there's always something or somebody that influences that. Mm -hmm. Who are some of your influences? Um, off the top of my head, hands down, my my biggest influence is my dad. Okay. Um, Rightfully he, so. Like, when I tell you, he used to go to bed at 2 a.m., wake up at 6 a.m., work all day, leave work, make any events, any any um, activities, um, everything, and still get home. I'll go to sleep before him again. Mm. <laughs> He'll still wake up before me. And his um, his work ethics, his, the things, his values, the things that he stood up for were all things that I noticed and embraced okay. at a, as a young age. That was one of, you know, that was my first hero. And that's how um, one of the things I learned about. But and I was fortunate enough to have um, a mom who was like the silent, but the the piece that held everything together. Mm, got it. She, you know, my dad was focused on surviving, and my mom was focused on um, sustaining. Okay. And so they just were like a dynamic duo, and um, I looked up to them to no end. And my other biggest influence was my older brother. He, okay. he, I tell him all the time, no matter what you put your mind to, he's the best at it. Got it. I've never seen anyone who had so many careers and made it to the top of any area. Mm. Like the top athlete. He was the top um, salesman. He was the top promoter in the city. He Now he's, to me, in my opinion, he's one of the top athletic directors in the city. He can do whatever he wants. Right. And so he gave me, you know, the belief to think that I can do anything and be able to help. And I and know and my dad, my mom and my brother, um, that they were the like foundation that really influenced me the most. Mm -hmm. Now I have a lot of, you know, celebrities or or motivational speakers that I go listen mm -hmm. to, but um the people that I saw live action, they were Got the it. ones who, you know, saw the do the good and the bad. They were that foundation was my biggest influence awesome yeah and, and for those of you who are listening he's not lying um i have had the privilege and i call it a privilege because i i get flowers when while we can smell them like mm -hmm. and his mom his dad his brother i've met all three of them and i've met all three of them on multiple occasions in multiple places at multiple events and they were the same person at each event at each place they were the same caring person they see you out somewhere they're like hey how are you you know um and, and it's it's always all love there so yeah those three those are three more people who if you don't know you might want to get to know but um yeah and it's always awesome when it's at home Right. You see it every single day, right. day in and day out. So it just encourages you to, like, no, this is real. Like, mm -hmm. they're not putting on an act or a show. Like, right. this is real life. So I, I think that's awesome that you were able to have that in the home. And, you know, that you're, because your, your family is nothing but an extension of you. Like, you know, you grew that's the branch like so your your grandparents they have the roots and then 
they just grow the branches. So I, I think that's awesome. Um, so before we begin to wind down, we are sitting here at your family's business, King Family Enterprise. And it's funny because I remember when um, like we were talking a while back and you were sending me pictures like, you know, we got the property and it was like gutted out and everything. And now I'm looking and I'm like, this is beautiful. Like, you know, it went from on paper to a standing building um, and y'all are doing great things at King Family Enterprises. So we're, or I'm sorry, not where, what am I talking about? Again, where you're servicing the community. Yes. Um, and it seems as though you're servicing the community and everything you do, even with your clothing line, Dreams Too Big, people, yes, have to purchase, you know, an item, but it's still a service because you're giving that motivation to people to wear that across their chest and, you know, or on their back and be proud of it. Why was King Family Enterprise important to your family to start? Um. So my dad worked for uh, AT&T, Comcast okay. Metrophone, you know, that whole, gotcha. they went from Comcast Metrophone then they merged to AT&T, okay. cellular, wireless, all of those people. So he worked with them for 20 years and he was close to retirement. And it was either, um, once he retired, I'm not sure how much he would have received a month, mm -hmm. but it, in his eyes, and it wasn't something that could be sustainable for a long period of time. Gotcha. And so um, he started looking into the becoming a provider, a provider care service. Okay. And the bigger picture is he started King Family Enterprise with the mindset of we need something for the family. Okay. We need a legacy. We need something to be able to hand off to his children or to his, his grandchildren and so on and so forth. And um, so he borrowed from, you know, like his pension and invested in um, the idea of King Family Enterprise okay. to become a provider service. And um, so it was basically my dad's vision to try to um, establish something that will carry on for, you know, ideally in a perfect world lifetime. That's Got the goal. it. Creating a legacy. That's even yep. more than shoes yep. and hats and yep. stuff that's going to go out of style. That That's awesome. Um, so if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who's listening, um, who is on the verge of maybe giving up, someone who's decided, I'm sick and tired of giving, I'm sick and tired of pouring into others and feeling empty mm -hmm. on the inside at the end of the day. If you could give any kind of advice to them, what advice would you give? My advice, um, simply put, if you're feeling empty, now it's time to find a way to pour into yourself. Find out what refuels you, um, you know, what recharges your battery. Mm -hmm. uh, just figure out what's causing the emptiness and try to, you know, build in that area. And, and um, because you have to replenish yourself, you have to make sure that even if you don't know which, what you're doing tomorrow or where your what goal you're trying to accomplish, your first goal should be take care of yourself mm -hmm. and then build on from there. Because sometimes when we go through these different situations and our worst situations, I tell people all the time, the worst situations create the best stories. All right. Okay. And, and basically what I mean by that, you might feel like there's nothing coming out of it. You, you might feel like, um, you you've been working so hard, but the tunnel just seems like 
you know, endless. And then once you get through the tunnel and now you turn to your friends and you say, or your family, you say, I can't believe I made it through there. And now your story is validated. You, you become someone who um, can give a testimony now. Now you can mm. be that encouraging person. And so even though hard times are not enjoyable, right. embrace it and learn from it. So then when you do overcome it, you can give that next person a roadmap of how to get through it. Absolutely. Wow. That was, that was good. <laughs> and I actually, as he, as Matt was talking, I had to write that down um, because that, that, yeah, that was, uh, sometimes you hear that quote and you're just like, I need to write that down because that that was, that wasn't good. That was great. <laughs> like, so if y'all see something he just said on any of my social media, just know I, I always give credit. So it'll have his name there, but that, that was great. Um, just to backtrack really quick, we're, mm-hmm. we're almost done, but just to backtrack, when you were talking about how you sent out um, ideas that you had and you would ask people for their opinions and you would get, you know, some people saying good, some people like, yeah, you know, maybe, um, but why are you dreaming too big? Maybe that's what they were thinking <laughs> in their brain and didn't want to write it down and say it. Um, you, I feel that you took your power back when you stop seeking the validation of the people who were not Matt King, like you were like, okay, you know, cool. I, you know, I'm done. And now I don't know. I don't know the numbers or your statistics or anything behind your sales and your goals and all that. But I was in the grocery store. Where was the grocery store? The grocery store was somewhere in Montgomery County. Um, out past Horsham. And I had on at the time the bands that you have that say dreams too big. Mm-hmm. And I was in line at the grocery store about to check out. And the young man behind the counter looked at me and he said, do you know Mr. Matt? I'm like, is he talking to me? <laughs> like, right. I'm like, uh, me? He's like, yeah, you know, do you know Mr. Matt? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, because I got one of those too. And he was talking about the band. Now, this is in Philadelphia. This is at least 30, 45 minutes outside of the city. So just to let you know, like, that's where the dream isn't local anymore. Like, because I've seen it elsewhere. I can tell that there's no way he goes to a school in the city of Philadelphia if he's working at the grocery store 45 minutes away. So whatever you're doing keep doing it like even when people don't show up that's cool like maybe maybe that season is over where it's like okay cool all right you know our season is over still wish you the best um but you just can't be here right now like this just this isn't you know where i'm supposed to be or where we're supposed to be in our lives so, but I appreciate you, um, you know, being on this episode. I can't wait for it to air, you know, people to hear, you know, your story, what you got to say. But before we shut down, just go ahead and let them know um, where they can find you on social media, how they can get in contact with you, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, on all platforms, my social media account is uh, Team King PHL, and. If you visit my website, www.dreamstobig.com, 
Um, I have a lot of information on there as far as um, upcoming opportunities, upcoming events. Um, if you subscribe to the website, you'll be able to receive emails that will point you towards scholarship opportunities, um, other opportunities that I might come across. Um, and if you were interested in uh, our provider's care services, um, that is kingfamilyenterprise.com. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty much accessible on all of those platforms and websites, and I look forward to hearing from everyone. Awesome. And if you miss any of that, just go ahead and take a look below in the um, description of this episode, and you'll be able to see where you can follow Matt. You'll see his websites and everything like that. So make sure you go ahead and click on those links. He's got great resources. And if you feel you can be a resource to him, by all means, please reach out, be that resource, because at the end of the day, if we're all resource to one another, we can build the greatest legacy for you know our cities, for our families, and things of that nature. So as I do with at the end of every episode, um, but I and I did this last episode. So before I go, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me all social media platforms at Terry Glenn Harris. That's T-E-R-R-Y-G-L-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. That's Facebook, Instagram, um, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there. If you would like to purchase a copy of the book, Beyond the Coffee Table, it is available via the link below in the description of this episode. And now, as I do at the end of every episode, I want to encourage you to take this second, take this minute, take this hour, take this day, take this week, take this month, take what's left of this year because there is still time to achieve those goals or start those goals so that come December 31st, you'll have something to celebrate. And I just want you all to be great. I love y'all in real life. Peace. Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast is brought to you by the Harris Compound. Please remember to like, subscribe, and tell a friend about your experience with today's episode.